guys and welcome back to the Vitriol Podcast Episode 7. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Maddie and I am a proud science nerd. Those of you that do know me and have listened to the podcast previously, probably, I hope, are hearing a really dramatic improvement of the quality of my voice that I'm recording right now and that's because, honey... I went all Beyonce and I upgraded you, okay? I got a new podcasting mic and I am so excited to be using it today. So welcome to episode seven, officially um, the first time that I'm using this professional podcasting mic. So you can expect this quality um, moving forward. So while the effects of COVID are still affecting us, although I am in New South Wales and not Victoria, thank the Lord, and I subsequently cannot do my usual in-person boozy science events, I'm bringing you these podcasts instead. So I hope you all are keeping well and that this podcast might be helping to engage your brain. If you have any subject suggestions or follow-up questions, please get in touch with me. You can find me on Instagram at Vitriol Science, and you can also contact me via my website, which is vitriolscience.com, where you can find my email address and also some super cute merch items. So episode seven, I am going to be speaking about uh, the written in suggestion of um, pandemics and pandemics within the animal kingdom. So the overarching kind of subject for today is zoonotic diseases. And don't worry, I'm going to tell you exactly what that word means. So a zoonosis or zoonotic disease is an infectious disease which is caused by a pathogen. So infectious agent such as a bacteria, a virus, a parasite that has jumped from a non-human animal to a human and infected that human. Typically, the first human infected will transmit the infectious agent to at least one other person who in turn infects others. And then that's how we start to see the spread of this newly emerged disease. A zoonotic disease can be caused by a range of pathogens, like I said. So we've got viruses, bacteria, fungi or fungi, as some of my, um, I don't ever really know the right way to say it, um, but it feels right to me to say fungi as opposed to fungi, like some of my uni lecturers have said, which probably means that I am saying it wrong when I say fungi, but whatever, this is my podcast. So tomato, tomato, uh, fungi, fungi. (laughs) So of the 1,415 pathogens known to infect humans, 61% are zoonotic. And zoonotic diseases have different modes of transmission. So in a direct transmission, the disease is transmitted from one animal to a human through media such as air, which is what we often see with influenza, or through bites and saliva. So think about rabies. Uh, Transmission can also occur via an intermediate species, which carry the disease without getting sick. And these are referred to as a vector. And they kind of act like a bridge from the infected animal or the original host to human beings. Zoonotic transmission can occur in any context in which there is contact with or consumption of animals animal products or animal derivatives. So yes, if you're wondering, you can actually get a zoonotic disease off your pets just as well as getting an infection from, you know, farming animals, from hunting animals and consuming animals. Or if you're a scientist in a lab conducting experiments on animals, you can also get diseases from them. There are individuals who are at a higher risk 
of a serious infection of, from zoonotic origin. Anyone can get a zoonotic disease. However, some people are more at risk. This is often the case with even just the annual flu. There are groups of people that are more at risk and when they are infected, they'll develop a much more severe case and in often cases, it does become life-threatening. The groups of people that are more likely to suffer from uh, a really severe infection include children younger than five, adults older than 65, pregnant women and people with a weakened immune system. And that is generally pretty standard with not just zoonotic diseases, but with any sort of infectious disease. So viral or bacterial diseases are often transferred from animal to human by a change in the genetic structure. So what does that mean? Basically, what it means is that bacteria evolve quickly because they reproduce at a really fast rate. The evolution of bacteria happens so fast because they have a really, really high reproduction rate. So speaking from a zoonotic infection point of view, if a human is infected with a bacteria that's come from an animal, generally it might be a little bit easier to treat because we have antibiotics. I'm not saying that that's 100% true for all of the cases, but I think our scientific and medical knowledge about bacteria and how to treat them and get rid of them when it comes to humans is a little bit more advanced than when it comes to viruses. So viruses are fascinating to me personally, maybe not to you, although I do hope so after listening to this, because they aren't technically living. They need a host in order to reproduce. So they need to infect us in order to replicate themselves. They can't do it without well, us or another animal or a host organism to infect. So a virus's job is to infect the immune system, create more copies of itself, and then spread onto other hosts. So from an evolutionary perspective, viruses are just, they're just here to replicate, honey. They don't care about anything else. They just want as many of them out there in the world as possible. And they're not technically living. So it's kind of like, it is kind of mind blowing to me to think about that aspect of it. So similarly to bacteria, Viruses replicate really quickly and it's because of this high uh, replication rate that they're able to kind of jump from animal to human and from human to other human just because they're replicating at a rate that is so fast there is a much higher rate of mutation going on so without boring you too much about DNA and what mutations are and what that means basically it just means that the more copies of a bacteria or the more copies of a virus that are made so the faster that they're being made the higher the chance that there will be mutations and it's because of these mutations that occur that allow the bacteria or the virus to jump over into another species, i.e. humans in this instance. How do we avoid getting a zoonotic disease? Well, it's pretty hard because we're pretty much always in contact with animals, at home, with our pets, at schools even, stores and parks. Even insects like mosquitoes and fleas and ticks are often contributors to the passing of zoonotic diseases. So there are some things that you can do to protect yourself from becoming infected with a zoonotic disease. 
And this first point, I hope that we all do just generally, which is keeping our hands clean. So you wash your hands right after being around animals, even if you didn't touch any, just to be precautious, prevent bites from mosquitoes, ticks and fleas to the best of your ability and trying to avoid bites and scratches from animals, which is a pretty big one. And it is also one that I have personally failed at. Funny story, a few years ago, it was it was Christmas and on Christmas Eve, uh, we were all sitting around and there was a possum. And so I idiotically went over to try and feed it because it was so it was so fucking cute. And it ended up biting my finger. So my husband and I had to spend the first couple of hours of Christmas Day in hospital because I was getting a tetanus shot. And that is not a fun experience if you have not gone through it. Wouldn't recommend it. So yeah, be wary of bites and scratches from animals. So... Why am I talking about zoonotic diseases? Well, I'm not sure if you know this, but COVID is actually a zoonotic disease. So it's obviously an ongoing pandemic, but it is thought to have originated from bats. So examples of other zoonotic diseases, and some of these may surprise you, some of them may not, I'm not sure. The Black Plague, obviously, I think we've all heard about that, caused by flea bites and the Animals kind of involved in the transmission of that include rabbits, rodents, goats, sheep, and camels. We also have Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease, or as it's often referred to, mad cow disease. And that is as a result of not a virus and not a bacteria, but something called a prion. I'm not going to bore you with the details of what a prion is, but that is the type of organism that's responsible for mad cow disease. It infects cattle and we as humans get infected with that when we eat the meat from infected animals. Ebola virus is another zoonotic disease and reading about it and learning about Ebola is something that has consumed a large portion of my time. I find viruses in general and specifically Ebola fascinating to learn about. So Ebola is spread through bodily fluids and coming into contact with other infectious peoples. The animals that play a role in the transmission of Ebola include chimpanzees, gorillas, orangutans, and bats. So the origin of Ebola is thought to have arisen in Africa as a result of people eating a chimpanzee or a gorilla that had been infected with the Ebola virus. And then from eating the meat, similar to eating infected cow meat with uh, mad cow disease, it then went on to infect those individuals. And from there, we saw a huge, huge rise in cases really, really quickly. Lyme disease also is another example. It's transmitted by ticks. Rabies, which might be a little bit obvious, that's actually caused by a virus. Most commonly, I think when we think about rabies, we think about dogs and dog bites. But any variety of animals can transmit the rabies virus through their saliva by biting or by scratches. So again, we've got bats, monkeys, foxes, even cattle, sheep, horses and cats. It's not only dogs. The final example that I'll talk about is the Zika virus, which I think was kind of hot on our minds back in 2015 and 16, not so much anymore. It was transmitted by mosquito bites. So its mode of transmission was through the blood and the animals involved in kind of playing host and transmitting the disease, again, were chimpanzees, gorillas, 
orangutans and monkeys. So when we think about the animals that play a role, where there's chimpanzees and gorillas involved, it kind of makes more sense that those sorts of diseases that infect them will infect us just because from an evolutionary perspective, we are most closely related to them. It starts to get a bit confusing when we think about things like chickens and cattle infecting us just from being around them. Zoonotic diseases in humans are most often transmitted by bats, mosquitoes and ticks, uh, which again kind of makes sense because they are a blood-sucking insect, so it is a lot easier for them to transmit something from one animal to another. And then we also have our very own companion animals like dogs and cats. Uh, They cause a lot of zoonotic diseases or zoonotic illnesses in humans. If you've ever had ringworm, uh, you can probably thank your dog or a dog that you've been in contact with. Additionally, livestock, so cows um, and sheep. And then also finally we have birds. So if we're thinking about the avian influenza outbreak, you probably immediately go to thinking about chickens, um, but it was also transmitted in wild birds and domesticated birds and was transmitted just by us being in close contact with infected birds. So just to sum up, zoonotic diseases and infectious diseases just in general are something that I just love learning about. I'm not sure why, I just find it all just so fascinating. So I'm really happy to have been able to share a subject that I'm actually quite passionate about with you and hopefully you've learned something. So just to summarize, a zoonotic disease is a disease that has been transmitted from an animal to a human and they're most often responsible for these very large and quick spreading outbreaks of new diseases that we have no idea how they work, we have no idea how to fix them or make them go away and a good example of that is what's currently happening in the world and that is the outbreak of COVID-19 which is still an ongoing pandemic. So like I said I hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode. I hope that you get in touch with me if you have any follow-up questions or subject suggestions. I love to hear from you guys. Until next week uh, stay safe. Don't be shy to get in touch with me and I will be working on episode eight. Thanks guys. Mm -hmm.